Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Yo guys, welcome to Excellence Expector with me, Mark Asquith. Now, you've got a website, right? Everyone has a website. I've got a website. We've all got websites. I think my mum's got a website, actually. I'm not sure what she puts on there, but she tells me that she's tinkering with it. That's right. Everyone has a website. And if you are in small business, you should have a website that is not only visible, but that actually generates leads and income. And that is the biggest single problem that comes up in my daily life by far and above anything else. People just do not know how to drive traffic and generate leads through their website. And that's the issue that we're defining, challenging and conquering today. And with me on this episode is someone who has made a career out of specializing in this, someone that will take your website and transform it into a lead generation machine. So it gives me superb, great, great pleasure. I don't know what that is. Superb, great, great pleasure. That's a thing, surely. It gives me great pleasure to welcome to the show a web strategy expert focusing on small business, Lindsay Anderson. Welcome. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. It's a real pleasure. I've just realized I'm kind of making weird sentences up in that introduction. That's kind of an interesting one. It must must be this northern UK heat. We're not used to it. It must be getting to me. What a bizarre. (laughs) I liked it. I really liked it. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you so much for joining me. So we are going to talk about generating traffic and leads from your website. I think that is such such a big problem for people. But before we do that, let's put it into some context. So Lindsay, how do you help people? Where are you from? And what do you actually do for people? Yeah. So um, as you said, my name is Lindsay Anderson. I run a web development company called Web Impact, and I have done so for about the last 10 years. So I have been on this roller coaster of when social media came in, search engine optimization, just having a website, so many different changes. And I have been along for the ride and everything changes all the time. And right now, the hottest thing and the thing that is working most of all is um, online uh, uh, content generation. So Google has always said content is king and I fully support that. So for the last 10 or so years, I've been guiding my small business clients through how to have a website that can actually produce traffic and leads because that's all, that's what we're looking for. What good is a website if it's just, just out there hanging out and nobody comes and nobody inquiries, uh, it's completely pointless. So my specialty is how to drive traffic and then turn that traffic into leads. I think you made an amazing point there, something that resonates so, so tightly with me, and that is, let's just create good content. And I'm just going to sort of anecdotally dive into the history um, of of something that I used to dig into, which was I had a client who wanted search engine optimization work and consistently didn't, just frankly didn't value it, didn't want to pay for it, but wanted the top rankings. And my advice even 10 years ago was just, listen, let's just create good content. It's kind of logical that if you search for something, the people with the best content should theoretically rise to the top. That's that's just logic. And um, he always wanted these quick fixes. He always wanted this. No, I'm going to do this keyword hack. I'm just going to build these dodgy backlinks in. I'm going to go down the directory route. I'm going to flood social media. And he used to get these ups and these downs. And yeah, of course, he'd get these peaks. And he got hit with so many different Google penalties that in the end, he had to scrap the entire website and completely start again. 
And the reason that I mentioned that anecdotally is because I still don't think that many people with a website understand that it's probably not as hard as they think. And I wanted to get your opinion. Is that something, Lindsay, that most people still struggle with? Do they believe this is is kind of a dark art generating traffic and leads? Mark, you're absolutely right. You are your client is not unlike most of my clients. Nobody really wants to pay for the search and optimization, or they think there's some sort of trick to it, or they think it's overnight. But pretty much any SEO company that you're going to go to, if they're promising you great deal of traffic or getting you up on those Google results overnight, I would back away very, very quickly because it's definitely not overnight. So let me tell you, those clients that come to me and they don't want to pay for SEO and they just want to know the answer straight up. I've seen clients who don't want to pay me for search engine optimization and I've told them blog three times a week. Keep those keywords in mind, but do some quality content posting, do a lot of videos and those kind of things, and you are on your way and running. And it totally works for them. They'll come up in search engines just by blogging on their own. So that's a secret. You don't even really need an SEO company if you can like dive in and just start writing blog content. Google loves content. And back to uh, the other topic that you were talking about, which is Google is getting so smart at knowing when we're trying to trick the system. And so if you just keep things on the up and up, all of these Panda and Penguin and all these other Google updates that we all hear about and and have nightmares about, you don't need to worry about it. If you're just on the up and up, you're creating quality content and trying to deliver that to your potential clients. It's such an interesting problem. And I think it's something that has given search optimization such a such a dark name, if you like. I find it to be almost a dirty word in some circles because mm-hmm. it's something that people just don't understand. And then sadly, the people that are giving the advice, like yourself, Erlin, to giving that good, honest, genuine advice, it's guys like you that have to prove that you are actually being genuine. Mm-hmm. The guys that are promising you know, all of these different rankings and all this different traffic and so many different leads without anything substantial behind it, those guys are just believed to be true because it's it's the easy thing to hear, isn't it? It's such a difficult thing to to kind of navigate. Yeah, I wish I wish it was that easy, but but it's but it's really not. So you kind of just have to dig in. And I know I keep saying the word content. That's the word of the day, but it all comes down to that. It really does. And it comes up so much on the podcast. You know, content marketing is something that people really struggle with. And what I love about it though is there's so many different angles to take. And 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 it's it's rare that we get to talk about generating tangible leads and traffic from content marketing. A lot of the time it is quite, um, I wouldn't say hypothetical, but it's quite theoretical if you yes. like. So I'm looking forward to digging into that. And I just want to paint a picture actually, Lindsay, of, of the kind of people that generally have a website and perhaps don't generate that much from it. So if a client comes to you and says, Lindsay, I need help generating this traffic. I'm not really getting any leads. What does that business tend to look like? What kind of shape is their website in and what kind of issues are they facing? Yeah, the number one thing that that website usually has, it's just a kind of a boring, generic website with a home and about us and just kind of just sitting there. Um, So the first thing I would do is I would add a like a blog right away. You don't necessarily even have to call it blog. You can call it more info or something sexier than that. Um, And I would have them start generating content or we would generate content for them. Number two, which is super duper important, is to make sure you have an irresistible offer on your website so you can capture that email address 
A lot of the times people come to your website, they're not quite ready to call or purchase from you. But if you can give them a valuable piece of information, some insider secret, some some amazing piece of content, they will usually give you their email address for them. And then the real magic comes into email marketing because so many people will open their emails, especially if you've asked them their their permission to market to them through emails. Um, And so email marketing is really powerful. So really, I don't you know, we definitely have phone numbers and those kind of calls to actions on a website. But if we can get someone email email address, then we can start working on that know, like, and trust factor, build that trust, keep on top of mind. And then when they're finally ready to come to you, then they will call you because you've been kind of in contact with them. So that's kind of what they look like and, and kind of the direction I go. Number one thing is to get a place to please give me your email address. Thank you. Like that's number one. I think so many people forget that. And and one thing I want to dig into just on the back of that is that when we think of a lead via a website, we often think of it just being a direct sales inquiry. And I'd like to just get your opinion, Lindsay, on, on what else people can do or what they can class as a successful conversion on a website. Because let's be honest, people aren't going to jump straight from Google to see your website the first time to buying something unless you're selling something they need right there and then. So what other things, what other objectives and goals can people put on their website that their class has been a success? Yeah. So, uh, that valuable thing I just talked about, which is email. Let me give you a quick example of a, of a campaign we were just running. I have a doctor's office and they are running a healthcare program where you can go and pay the doctor's office uh, $200 a month per family. And you can basically go to the doctor anytime you want. And he really wanted to market this. And so people aren't ready to sign up for a plan like that right now, or even call the doctor's office. So is what we did is we set up a really nice landing page. We kind of told them about, Hey, your whole family can come in. It's $200. You'll get better healthcare. You'll get more of my time. You don't have to deal with insurance. We kind of lined it out. And then we said, Hey, Fill out this form and I will send you a price quote, an automatic calculating price quote on how much it would cost you and your family to come into the doctor's office. So we got maybe 400 names on on their email list and we slowly started dripping content about healthcare and issues and insurance and why why you just want to have this relationship with your doctor. And they, they got a huge amount of people at different parts during that drip email campaign to call in and sign up. Where at first when you're just like, hey, sign up for this healthcare program, nobody did it. But we slowly kind of guided them through it. So email address is a perfect conversion. A contact us form is, is, you know, is a great conversion. Any kind of information that you can get from these people that are visiting your website, I would consider it a win and a success because then you can kind of put them into your funnel and slowly start marketing to them. It doesn't always have to be a phone call. Yes, I'm ready to buy. Even on uh, clients that I have that have online stores, maybe a boutique or something, um, even if I don't make a sale, I consider it a win if I can snag that email address. Yeah, I completely get that. And I, I completely agree. And and one of the big things that, that is going around the conference circuit at the moment is the idea that email is not dead. You know, so many people say, well, social media is where it's at. And the big thing at the moment is people are saying, well, listen, email is not dead. In fact, it's probably more effective than ever. And the the real bonus around email marketing is, look, you own that data. People have yes. given you permission for this. You're not at the at the whim of Facebook changing its algorithms or Twitter changing how it displays things. And, you know, that has to be so important, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Like you said, Facebook. 
Facebook and Twitter and all of these, these are amazing ways of generating traffic to your website. But you want to get those clients and those people that have become your fans on those different channels and bring them to the home court so that you have your own list and you have you have everything you need. So if Facebook goes away tomorrow, you still have all that power and all that money and everything that you've that you the time you've put into those different social media channels. So you're exactly right. I think so many people forget that. And, and I think it's easy to do because you see Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, whatever, Instagram as, as the kind of easy way to access a mass audience, which is sometimes true, but actually you don't quite get everything that you need out of that. So I think that's really interesting. And you, you mentioned content a while ago and, you know, you talked about the importance of content and, and especially the written word. But I just want to kind of drag that into more visual content. In your experience, Lindsay, is there anything visually that people are doing these days that is attracting significant traffic or proving to be popular in terms of site retention, people on site, uh, time on site, you know, what kind of content works in that context? Mark, I'm so glad you asked that question. So my number one thing, and this is going to be one of my action items at the end of this podcast is make sure you do video. Now you don't have to over overcomplicate it. It doesn't have to be like this huge production. Literally get out your cell phone have a friend hold it, um, make sure you're somewhere quiet and do a quick 30 second video. Obviously, the more video, the better. Google eats it up, your clients eat it up, but video, 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 post that on your social media channels. When someone comes to your website, have, hey, this is Lindsay, this is why you should do business with me. And that is a very, that will quicken the process so much more because people will get a feeling for you. You'll be able to build that trust so much faster than the written word. So, you know, something super popular to do is to do video and then you can definitely transcribe the video below for those who like to read. And then, you know, we all know that like on Facebook, when an image or anything comes up or an image or video comes up, that is way more read and interacted with than just the written word. So if you don't feel like doing video, at least do images, but I'm telling you right now, do video. It's so powerful um, in, in smaller, smaller places. So many people aren't doing video. So just those clients that I have doing a 30 second video or something, they see such amazing conversions because their competitors aren't, but they will. So hop on this right now. And just do a quick 30-second video. It's awesome. And don't be shy. Just do it. Just do it. I love that. Just get started. <laughs> I'm actually, uh, I'm going to throw a curveball in because this is quite a recent in terms of, of technological development. And uh, it, it really is quite an open question. So what do you make of the new live streaming tools such as Periscope and Meerkat? I think they're awesome. Um I think they're awesome. I think um, so it can get very overwhelming. So you're saying that and I'm guessing some of your some of your listeners are like, oh, not another social media channel. And I, you know, even I feel the same way as like, oh, now I have to learn something else. But uh, don't don't get overwhelmed by it. If something particularly interests you, then definitely dive into it. It's definitely the wave of the future video face to face. All those kind of things are coming. So you'll eventually have to jump on that bandwagon. But don't because we're saying all these different social media things, don't let it scare scare you away from doing it at all because it's so overwhelming. So what I recommend to most clients that are overwhelmed by the whole social media landscape is to pick one or two uh, social media channels and put your focus in on there and then you can kind of test the waters on the other. But I think uh, just to answer your question, they're definitely the wave of the future. This is where everything's going. 
Yeah, I love it. It's, it. I kind of experiment with things on there as well, which I think is interesting. So I'm really curious to see how they shape up. I think so many people are going to be on them over the next few months. It's really, really curious. Yeah, Periscope seems to just come out have like come out of nowhere in the last few months, and like everyone's talking about it now. So. Yeah, it's really cool. And there's a few people actually do it really well. Chris Chris Ducker does a great one with the hashtag Duckerscope, which I love. I, th- I wish I had a name that lent itself to that. It's just amazing. So check that out, guys. Do a search for the hashtag on Twitter, Duckerscope. There's some really cool stuff on there, really insightful stuff as well. So really, really fun. And I just want to just sort of move this into actual traffic generation and lead generation because getting the content out there and the different types of content is all well and good. But when it comes to your website, how can people start to structure that website to make the most of this content? So do they need to do any kind of planning or strategizing around, okay, listen, if we do this campaign, here's everything on our website that we need and here's where we need to send them to. How can people get their heads around that? Yeah, it's definitely always good to go in with a game plan when you're doing a website. So right now, what I do for a lot of clients is definitely do a myriad of different landing pages. So when people come to your website, so like, let's take a dentist. Some people want teeth whitening. Some people want just general dentistry. Some people want pediatric dentistry. (coughs) Excuse me. So it's best to have a landing page that meets their needs. So when people come to their website, you know, like if you're running a Facebook ad or you're doing some SEO on these things, when people actually land at your page, you're delivering to them the content that they were actually looking for. That's going to help them convert into leads better. Um, So it's always best to come up. I would sit down, come up with your, your client's top three problems. I would create a page dedicated to each of those. Uh, email address collector for each of those and like a video addressing each of those. And then I would uh, just start generating content based on those three problems. Um, Of course, you do need to have a nice home-based website with a home and about us and all those kind of things because people will definitely be checking you out for those. But you definitely want a page dedicated to the problems that you're going to solve for your clientele. And that will definitely help convert leads. Uh, Now, let me revisit one quick thing that you just said a moment ago, which about all these social media channels. Now, even if you don't think your clients are using all these latest, greatest social media channels, Google actually recognizes them and recognizes them as more content. So if you write a blog article, make sure you post that on Facebook, make sure you post that on Twitter, make sure you post that on LinkedIn, and Google views view those as links back to your website. So the more places you can put your content out, the better. It will just help your Google rankings. So even if you don't think your clients are necessarily using LinkedIn, it's still going to help your Google rankings. So there's two answers to one question. So I think that's a really important point that you made right at the end there, Lindsay, which is that not only will Google look favorably upon your website if you are posting to different social networks. Of course, you get the link value and everything that goes with that. But also, it's that old assumption that, well, if I'm not on there, someone's going to be talking about me on there as well. You know, there's that really fundamental idea that you need to own the perception of your company on any given social network, which kind of leads to that idea that, "Mm, you know, I need to be on everything. It's a little bit overwhelming. And is there anything that people can do to start to manage their perception across perhaps a wider range of social networks without putting too much effort in? What what small things can people do to make sure that the present, but perhaps not, I guess, not making a rod for their own back with things? Yeah, definitely keep your eye on it. 
it brings up a, an interesting story I had the other day with a client. And he was like, I do. It was a dentist. And he was like, I don't want to be on Facebook. I don't want people talking about me on Facebook. Um, he had a friend who was also a dentist who actually had a bad review on Facebook. So that's why he's like, no, I'm not going out there. But just because this particular guy isn't on Facebook doesn't mean his clients aren't. And the way that I view it is if you get a bad review on Facebook or a bad review anywhere else, like it's going to happen. And it's just an opportunity for you to show your good customer service. So you respond to the comment very professionally and, and with good customer service and don't ignore it. And people will actually kind of like if they're interested in doing business with you and they see a bad comment in general, they're going to like kind of read through the thread anyway. So it's a really, you know, it's kind of like making uh, lemonade out of lemons is you definitely it's, it's like an opportunity for you to show your customer service. That's really interesting. And I like what you said there about looking at that as an opportunity because you see so many stories now in the press about brands specifically, and I'm talking the big brands, you know, really taking social media apart and responding with some personality. But the thing that you mentioned there is that it's not actually just for big brands. Anyone can get involved in this, can't you? You don't need to have that big budget to start doing this kind of thing. No, just keep your keep your eyes peeled and, and definitely like, you know, go and do a Google search on yourself and see what people are saying and definitely, you know, make sure your Facebook page that you're responding to comments, that you're responding to reviews, that you're saying thank you because people do business with people and not companies. And it's just social media is the perfect way of showing your personality and becoming friends with these potential people that will do business with you. Yeah, completely agree with that. And I think it's something that even the smallest businesses should be on and probably arguably more so because they've got much more, there's much more impact in a personal conversation via social media from a smaller business than there is a bigger business. And what I mean by that is that that can lead directly to a very impactful sale or an outcome from that conversation. And I just want to dig into that social media touch further, Lindsay. Is there anything in particular that you advocate in terms of social media. So what I mean by that is, do you tell people in specific industries, perhaps Facebook's better for X and Twitter's better for Y? Are there any differences or idiosyncrasies between each one? Yeah. Um, of course, uh, you definitely want to go on that social media channel where your clients are. So I have a lot of boutique clients that are trying to sell different clothing and jewelry online. Their clientele probably are on LinkedIn. So we don't spend any time out there, but we definitely spend time on Instagram because it's a very visual medium. You want to show your clothing and your jewelry. Same with Pinterest um, and Facebook. Facebook, I would say I haven't ran into a business yet that won't benefit from Facebook or benefit from the massive amount of power behind Facebook ads or being able to target your client on Facebook. So I would say Facebook is always the answer. And then you need to sit down and think about where your avatar, your perfect customer is hanging out. Yeah, I, I, again, I completely agree with that. I think so many people don't put the time into creating a quality avatar. And I think it's, it's so, so important because it informs absolutely everything. And Lindsay, what I'd like to do now is just switch gear and just take it into, I guess, the website side of things again, which leads me to a question about conversions on websites. You know, we talk at length about converting. What are some of the mistakes that people make when it comes to converting? And I'm talking about either a sale or whether it comes to grabbing an email address. How can we start to create these landing pages that really do convert? Yep. Uh, 
Number one thing is uh, mobile friendly. So I would say over in general for my clients, over 50% of the people that visit their website is going to be on a mobile device. So you definitely want to check out your website on a mobile device because now when people visit a website and it's not mobile friendly, they're just going to take off because they don't want to be squinting and and trying to focus in on that website. They're just going to leave and go to your competitor. So make sure your website is mobile friendly. And on a side note of that, Google came out in April and said that it would start uh, considering those that had a mobile friendly website higher in the search engines that those do not. So Google is making us make sure things are mobile as well. So number one, number one, number one is make sure your website is mobile friendly. Number two, make sure you have a very clear call to action above the fold on your page. Above the fold means making sure people don't have to scroll. So make sure whatever that call to action is. Um, my favorite is, of course, that irresistible offer, a video series, a free white paper, whatever. Uh, uh, this calculator I was talking about before. Make sure that is like straight up when they come to your page, this is what I want you to do. I want you to schedule an appointment or something along those lines. Top of the, uh, so that needs to be at the very top. Second of all, spend some time on your images. I have clients, uh, like I've said, the boutique clients, if they're not going to put a lot of time into their images and they're not going to get a professional photographer, uh, things will not, they, they won't convert because people are very visual. We've talked about that already. So spend some time on that. If, uh, I'm, I'm even fine with stock photos as long as you can find some that aren't terribly stock photo-y, but images are super important. Number three, have a clear navigation, how to let people know where they are going. And finally, number four is make sure your contact information is, I would say, in the header and in the footer, because a lot of the time, that's why people are coming to your website is to find your contact info. So, um, and then I'll just throw in a little bonus, which is make sure that video is on the homepage too. Yeah, I think that's that's vital, isn't it? Getting the video on there. I, I don't know about sort of the numbers, Lindsay, but certainly from what we've seen in certain sectors here, video just significantly increases the time on site. Is that something that is, seems to be a trend that you're spotting as yes, well? Yes, absolutely. Like video, 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 absolutely. And people will sit there and watch it. Uh, you don't want to waste their time. Like it only really has to be a 30 second video, but let people feel your presence and feel like they want to do business with you. Yeah, it's so important. And, and, you know, that resonates so much, though, the whole people buy from people. But I don't know if you find this as well, but it's kind of difficult sometimes to have the confidence to get that across online, you know, to be yourself and actually it say, well, it's so difficult, isn't it? You know, we're talking like this just now. And if you think about the content that you put out, whether it's an email, a tweet, or a Facebook post, or a blog, you know, it's so tough to just have the confidence to be you, isn't it? Yeah. And, and you know, we're all guilty of that. I'm, I'm guilty of that. I've, I've been doing a lot of video lately for my personal branding and it's, it's definitely increased my sales and everything. But like when I first started out, it was very like business-like and perfect background and this and that. When I actually started being myself and Hey, Oh, and I have two kids and a little bit of this and let people in a little bit and be a little bit more myself instead of, you know, uh, crossing my T's and dotting my I's, uh, people started coming more. So find your personal brand, your personal style, and don't be afraid to just be yourself. You'll get way more sales that way. Yeah. That, that's why I leave all the little like ums and ahs and the stutters in on the, on yeah. the podcast. It's just authenticity straight off, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's hard. It's so hard. Like I said, I'm guilty myself of it. So 
I think everyone is completely. So, Lindsay, let's just move into the actionable takeaway section of the show. Let's take everything that we've spoken about and distill that down into three actionable tips for people who want to actually generate real leads from their website. So... Let's dig into actionable tip number one. What do you have for people out there, Lindsay? Number one is select a social media channel and start posting, especially with video. So that social media channel is, chances are it's going to be Facebook. Don't be shy. Just start posting. Let people know that you're out there, that you have a personality and that you want to do business with them. Just do something. Something is better than nothing. I love that. Do something. That's That could be a tip on its own, couldn't it? Just do yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, Amazing. don't get overwhelmed. Just do it. Find one thing and do it. I love that. I love it. That's fantastic. And the second actionable tip, please, Lindsay. Number two, make sure your website has a lead capture form where you're trying to snag that all-important email address from somebody. Yeah, again, that is so vital. I mean, the listeners, regular listeners to the show will know how much I harp on about the ebook at the end of the show, and it's for that reason. And, you know, I might publish some, some insights into how that's worked out since we started, but it's, I can't stress how much I agree with that, Lindsay. It just it, it escapes me how you can't not yeah, do that. And, I mean, how can you? And I have clients and they're like, but I only have 10 people. And it's like, you just got to start today. A year from now, you'll have a thousand people. Like it does suck that you have 10 people on your list, but it will grow. And if you don't start today, you're going to have to start six from six months from now and you'll still only have 10 people. So put your head down and just get started. That's my goal for today. For your listeners, just do something. <laughs> the actionable tip one, do something. <laughs> yeah, and two, do something. That. <laughs> Amazing. So let's close it out with the third and final actionable tip, please, Lindsay. I would say I'm going to change this from what I originally had planned. I'm just going to say start generating content on your website. Get a blog up there and start writing small articles, long articles, do some video. Um, you don't have to pay an SEO company and you'll start coming up in search engine results. Just start writing articles about your industry, things you think your customer will be interested in. Uh, it doesn't have to be long people love micro content just start writing content yeah I com- again completely agree and i think one of the other things that i just add on to the back of that is start creating content and be patient you know if you're starting to rank for terms that you want to get there for you see yourself creeping up in google from page 10 to page 5 it's not going to happen overnight just oh. create the content and just keep creating I'll- you know? All of this, social media, everything I've talked about today, it takes time. There is no overnight answer to any of this. But six months from now, you'll thank me if you start doing these three things. Um, But it's definitely not overnight. But put your head down, say you're going to do it for a year and your business will thank you for it. Absolutely. And that is an amazing place to put a pin in that, Lindsay. So thank you ever so much for joining me. I think we've covered so much great content there and the actionable tips. In fact, there were so many actionable tips throughout that episode that uh, we'll make sure we get everything in the show notes. And just before we wrap it up, do you want to tell people where they can connect with you online, please, Lindsay? Yes, you can hit me up at my website, which is called trafficandleads.com. Um, and uh, you can send me an email at landerson at trafficandleads.com. And I would love to hear from you. Do it, guys. Check it out. As I say, everything that we've spoken about will be in the show notes. So, Lindsay, thank you once again. Thank you, Mark. I really appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And guys, for you listening, let's talk lead lead magnets and lead capture for a second. I have an ebook, which you'll know if you listen to the show. It is called The Essential 14-Day Guide to Cutting Your Working Hours and Increasing Your Impact. And it's available for free over at excellence-expected.com. So check it out if that interests you. And until next time, don't forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Bye-bye.